Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what are you working for? There's a couple scriptures in the Bible that address this specifically, so we're going to go through those um, and see what the Bible talks about making our, the aim of our life. We'll start in 2 Corinthians 5, 9, and 10. Um, Paul says, Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. So he's talking about present in the body or absent from the body. So whether we've passed on or whether we're still here on earth, we make it our aim to be pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. You know, this is the great hope of the Christian faith, that there's a day of reward coming, a day of judgment for those, the terrifying thing for the sinners who choose to reject Jesus, a day of judgment coming. But it's a day of hope for us that the Bible says every hidden thing will be brought to light, that there are people who are doing things in darkness, that it's going to be brought to light, that it'll be every deed will be exposed that one day everything will come out and people, the people who lied, cheated and stealed and got to the end of their life and didn't get found out that there will be a day of reckoning for that. But it also becomes the aim of the child of God. Hey, I'm not living for today. I've got my sights set on this day of reward where God's going to reward me. And not only that, but our time here on earth is short in comparison with the the length of the reward, if you will, you know, like, hey, we have a hundred years on this earth, but there's going to be all of eternity to live out the result of our decisions within within that hundred years. I think when it comes to work itself, people compartmentalized. And we talked about this a couple days ago, but they, they put things into categories like, man, my work is separate. I got my church life, my, my Christianity, and then I've got my job and I just have a regular job, you know, and people look at that as two separate things. But, but the, the difference between being a Christian and being, um, uh, well, really any other religion or any way of thinking is Christianity isn't just a set of rules that we live by. It's actually the life of God. There's this book that I read, and it's in kind of a tougher English to understand. It's older language, but it's called The Life of God and the Soul of Man. Um, it's by a guy named Henry Skugel, and he says in there, he says, the only way I can describe religion, it's not a set of rules. It's, it's, it's God's life on the inside of us causing us to do things out of love. Basically, he says it's not, hey, that we're worried. I mean, yes, at the beginning, there's judgment. People have answered altar calls and become Christians because they, someone preached a hard message on the judgment of hell. And that's part of the gospel. Hey, you're avoiding this. But ultimately, it isn't this thing that we, like an arranged marriage, where we drag through like, oh, I got to go to church. I got to read my Bible. I got to pray. That's not what it should be like. I'm just doing this because heaven's worth it and I want to avoid hell. Like Christianity is, that's what grace is. It's God coming on the inside of you and making you love what he loves, where you hate sin. You hate you hate things that would be displeasing to him. You're not only saying I'm avoiding sleep sleeping with my my girlfriend or my boyfriend because I know it's the wrong thing to do. There may be a little bit of that, but the main thing is, man, I just love Jesus too much and I don't want to I don't want to offend him, right? I want my life to line up. It's actually the desire of my heart to please him. I wake up every day and the reason I talk about work and loving work is because no one talks about that stuff. People talk about thank God it's Friday. Man, I work because I want fruit. I want Jesus to have more people in heaven. I actually want humans to see Jesus, man. Like that's the desire of my heart. I think I wake up and I think about that. Lord, would you use me to 
today so that someone else can come into the kingdom of God? Would you use me today to encourage a believer? Maybe there's people that are struggling in their faith. Lord, would you use me for them? Lord, there's going to come a day where I don't get to preach your gospel. And that actually terrifies me that you've called me to preach the gospel here on this earth, but there'll be a day in the kingdom where I won't preach the gospel because everyone will be born again. Man, I, I, I have to wake up every day and put my shoes on and, and understand there's a li- time limit to when I can do this. Like an NFL player, he knows, hey, at 45, I'm not going to still be playing in the NFL. I have a time limit. If I love this game, I have a time limit to playing this game. And so it's the same thing for us. And that's what Christianity does. The grace of God does. It comes and it, and it affects your heart. It's God's love that moves in on the inside of you. So you're not just moving through. I mean, sometimes at the beginning of your, your Christianity and there's times where when you're, you know, it's a discipline and you're waking up early and you're praying. But, but there's a freedom that comes in it where you're like, man, I'm, I want to get in the presence of God. I'm looking forward to going to church this week. Why? Because I get fed, man. I, I'm walking in freedom because of the Bible. I'm not dreading reading my 30 minutes a day, my reading plan. Like this is the Bible. This is, this is the, the only hope I have on planet earth. But people compartmentalize. And so God wants us to aim to please him. And that's really what it comes down to. You know, the Bible actually says in the next scripture verse that we're going to read here um, in, in Proverbs, it says, uh, labor not to be rich. So God says here, it's funny because we talked about a couple of podcasts ago about is rich right. But in there, we talked about your, you being rich is good as long as it doesn't cause you to fall away. Like be, be rich up into the level of how your first, you know, third John, um, one verse two says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So up to the level that you allow your walk with God to grow, we only want you blessed up to that level because we don't want anything to stop you from being born again. And so that's the barometer is like he's saying labor not to be rich, because if your main motivation is rich, it's like it said in Ecclesiastes when we covered that scripture, it says, if you seek for silver, you'll never be satisfied with silver, right? If your motivation is, is working for an easy life, is working for retirement, is working to get ahead. It's, you know, there's people and they can, they confuse that as like the main aim in life to be a success. Success is their aim. And it seems noble. Like, yeah, you're going to go out and you're going to be a success and you're going to live a good life and you're going to, you know, save up for your family and people are going to be comfortable and you're going to make something of yourselves and you're going to go from rags to riches. And it's almost like we, we, uh, deify that we make that like a, that's like the ultimate aim, right? But the truth is our ultimate aim should be to please God. In, in Ecclesiastes, the very last chapter of Ecclesiastes, it says, chapter 12, uh, verse 13, the last couple verses of the whole book, he says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is man's all. The King James says, this is the whole duty of man for God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. There's people out there who've been doing really good. There's, there's things that you've been doing when no one sees you've been at the gas station telling people about Jesus when you don't need, when, when no one's told you to, you haven't, you haven't done it because you have a soul goal. You do it because you have a, you have a commitment to the Lord. You've been in your prayer closet and no one knows about it. You've been, you've been giving food. You've been giving 
giving money to the poor and no one knows about it, but there's going to be hidden things that will be rewarded on that day. And that's, we make that our aim. And you know, that becomes an actual protection for the future. Because if your aim is to improve yourself and be better and, and, and all that, and that's your main aim, you'll get to a place where maybe a bribe will catch your eye. Someone will, or maybe you'll, you know, I read this story. I looked up and I found this article about 10 millionaires who committed suicide. And one of them was this guy who was a multimillionaire who had bribed, he was in business and he had bribed the president of another country to like lower taxes on something he was importing and he was found out and he took his own life. But here he is, this family man and everything looks good on the inside, uh, on the outside. But then on the inside, business gets stopped because of taxes. And he says, well, let me go give a couple million to this, uh, this president and smooth it over. And the president accepted it. And then it came out. And here this guy ends his life. So people who, if you aiming to please God becomes a protection for your life. It becomes a protection for your decisions. It was the same way where you look at the life of Joseph. And man, I love that story of Joseph. He's in, he's in, uh, before he gets thrown into prison, the reason he got thrown into prison was because he got accused of, of um, uh, making a pass at his, uh, his employer's wife, but she made a pass at him. And what did he say? He said, I could never do that to your husband and to my God. You know, for him, it was more than just, it was more than he wasn't making decisions based on, you know, I'm after me, because that's ultimately what that says is like, if I'm looking, I want to be, you know, come out of poverty. I want to do this. I want to improve myself. It's a me focus where the focus in life should be to please God. First of all, he said, I could never do that. First of all, to, to your husband, to my master. And I could never do that to God. I could never sin against God. Our whole duty as Christians is to aim our life to please God. You know, and that's something you have to work on. And that's where being generous is important because if you end up making good money, you have to guard against that because it can become a big thing. Like you, you, let's just paint a scenario here. You're, you get, you get a, you come out of school, you get offered a job, you start this job making 60,000 a year. And, and then you get offered a position to make twice that much, but it's in a different city. And so here's the question. Do you move to that different city and, 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 and there's no real good church there? And you think, oh, it's okay. I'll just find a local church. The Lord knows my heart. He's promoted me. But you're going to be at a place where your, your money, your income is going up. But spiritually, you're not going to have the same strength that you have at the church that you go to. Or what about this? A situation comes where you can do maybe something that's a little bit questionable, but someone says is okay, and it's going to make you a lot of money quickly. And all of a sudden you're like, man, this is the blessing of the Lord. But when you make your aim to please God, the Lord will lead you when it's always about being humble before God and aiming to please him. So what are we working for? We're working to please God. The Bible says in John 6, 26 through 29, Jesus, this was the story where he fed the the, uh, you know, the five loaves of bread and the two fish. And it says, um, he says they came over and he left on the boats, you know, and then they came over and they found him on the other side. And it says, and when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, where did you, when did you come here? Jesus answered and said, most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. And then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in whom he sent. 
you know, our focus can be because it's what our, our the world is, is aimed at. Our focus can be material things. It can be to, to, to get better. And I believe we talked about being living in comfort, and I believe there's a place for that. But the motivation behind it, the thing that protects you from falling away, because there's people who, you know, they on the on on the close side of being blessed, of being on the, on the side of like before they're blessed, they they swear, man, I love the Lord with all my heart, but they never keep they never keep Him at the center of their heart, and so they go out and they hit some success in an area, and I could list people's names that have come to, through Bible school, and have fallen in this category, and now are not serving God, not going to church, and not and don't have a relationship with the Lord or are backslidden because success came and they weren't grounded. It was all about being successful. That was their view of life. I need to be successful at any cost. And it may even have been, hey, I want to be successful so I can be whatever. But but they wanted to be successful more than they wanted to please God. And so it's deciding those things because success comes and can, can people handle it? And so you take it as a warning. Hey, if my life is here to please God, if I'm set up where all I aim for is to please God, you can order your life around those things. Oh, I was offered a great job in the city, but I know God's calling me to stay here. Lord, I'm humbling. I'm, I'm putting this on the altar before you. If this is your will, then I'll go. If it's not, you'll, you'll stay. I'm not letting money or success, or what looks like a great opportunity on the outside, dictate it because it's just come. I'm, I'm looking to say, God, what is your perfect will for my life? And so when you, when you start to lay it down, you know, situations like that, that's where you take three days and you just fast and pray and say, Lord, show me. I'm, I, I, my, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I, I don't want to make a mistake. And then know this, because a lot of people ask me about following the Lord's leading, about hearing the Lord's voice. The, the biggest thing you can do if you say, you know, I don't know if I hear the Lord's voice clearly, you shouldn't really be making big life decisions if you're not confident that you hear the Lord's first voice, first of all. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be making decisions on dating people if you're not sure you hear the Lord's voice. You shouldn't be even going out on dates, I believe, with people until you're sure you can hear the Lord's voice. And so what do you do? First of all, get a couple scriptures that talk about that. My sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. And begin to pray those throughout the day. Lord, I thank you that I f- pray them in the morning time. Lord, I thank you that you said my sheep know my voice. And then fasting and prayer. Take three days, fast and pray. If there's any time a big decision, taking that time, Lord, is this something that you have lined up for us? And the Lord will show you. The Lord isn't playing games. The Lord wants to see that you're willing and that you're obedient, that if there's something difficult that comes, maybe there's a decision that looks good from the outside, but you just know deep on the inside. A lot of times it's relationships. I just know deep on the inside. This looks good. Maybe this is the first person that's expressed interest in 24 months, and I'm getting a little desperate here. It looks good on the outside, but deep down you know, hey, I've had to make too many excuses for this person. I'm not making excuses. The Lord's got me. I serve him. He said he gives me the desires of my heart. It's better to wait and find the right one and wait for the right one to come than to jump too soon. And you know, people know, you can tell, people know, but they make excuses. And they, they have to, if you have to spend time convincing yourself that this is the right person for you, it's not the right person for you. <laughs> if you have to remind yourself of what's good about them, you're settling. So this would be something that you'll have peace about and you'll know, man, this is it. This is the one God has given for me. It's going to be over and above. So taking time to do that. And then you'll... I'm telling you, in the end, it'll be worth it. There's things that may not go the way they, we think they should, but when you make a decision, my aim in life, what I'm choosing to work for, 
is to please God. This is my number one thing. I'm keeping my eyes on eternity. I'm keeping my eyes on the day of judgment. I'm keeping my eyes on the fact that I'm here to please God, that the path that he has for me may not be exactly what I expected it to be, but he's got the steps lined up ahead. And when you do that, you guarantee yourself a place at the top because God's going to use you. You make yourself available and look, we're going to look back at the end and be like, man, there were maybe some things that wasn't called conventional wisdom when I was here on this earth, but they were godly wisdom because ultimately they got me to heaven and with a lot of fruit to show for it. We're going to have a lot to rejoice over when that day comes. It's coming soon. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the podcast tomorrow. Thanks for joining us.